Welcome, everyone, to the Tons of Productions podcast on this Monday, September 16th, 2019. Today, I am revisited by Richard Tickner. He is a location scout in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and um, we really delve into locations, and this episode is called Locations, Locations, Locations. So, here you go. Here is Richard Tickner. listening to the Tons of Productions podcast. How you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Thank Good. you for having me. I'm glad that you came back and uh, chat with me about a bunch of stuff. It's so sweet. Yeah, I think we just rambled last time, basically, so that was an introduction to me, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that was you uh, uh, talking to the audience and them getting to know who you are. Now... We can more delve into the, what you do and uh, what your what your deal is because I, I'm really excited that you got a job where I used to work for the show I was on and uh, work with the same people because there's a lot of really nice people on that show. And it's it's been around for a while, so they're really dialed with the way they have things working. So was it the 15th year or 14th? 15. 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can neither confirm nor deny how many years. <laughs> a lot of years. A lot of years. Uh, but um, yeah, it's nice working with people that have things you know prepared and and continually moving forward because the the team is the the wheels are greased fairly well like they're you know <laughs> yeah yeah I was I was um wondering how you um when you go to a show like that the difference between that and a movie because when you go to a movie if they're not teams that work together they're just learning who each other are and it takes a bit before you get those wheels greased but a show like that has been running for 15 years these guys just it's almost second nature there's yeah. bang 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 yeah. bang and i would imagine they will find a way to keep that team together whether it be some other show or something because it's it's too valuable to, to sort of break up <clears throat> yeah i don't know uh um a lot of those teams will stick together, even if they're not on the same show, like all the construction guys and all the painter guys and whatever, usually. Yeah, it's easier just to have people that you know and trust already. But um, our topic today, Michael, is locations, locations, locations. <laughs> well, that's that, scouting is a job because you were just filled me in on that. It's a job where you're not uh, a, a show call per se. You said it's like a daily hire. Well, technically, in the position in the guild, in the Directors Guild of Canada, it is a daily hire because I my job is to work myself out of a job as quickly as possible. Like they need locations, if they need one location, as soon as I found it, uh, thanks, Rich. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, bye. So, but at the same time, it's also so valued that if they know, say, <clears throat> call this, this imaginary person, Mike. And Mike has lots of um, files on train yards. Mike's your train yard scout. And it's like, okay, well, we need a train yard. Let's hire him for the day. So Mike may only send them one email with the links to the numerous locations and the contacts for that and hook them up. So he gets a full day rate for that. Oh, even if he's already got it on his like roster, like in his computer, he yeah. has that location because it's just so, send it to them and they were like, okay, day. Yeah. Because it, it's so valuable. Like they cannot move forward. Right. Before they have, until they have locations, you know, that they can use. So it's my job to work myself out of the job as quickly as possible, but at the same so time. So the best I'm, scouts are the quickest. Um. Yeah. I, I. I suppose the ones that just basically give production what they need. Like you're satisfying a production. They're saying, "Okay, I want a house, and I need a big balcony or a big." Uh... And everyone has different skills. You know, mine. I'm continually growing with my sort of file organization and, and you know documentation and things like that. That's something I'm still growing at, and it's it's. You know, not my initial strong point. I know everyone seems shocked. They're like, Rich, you're not the most organized guy in the world. I know. Seems surprising. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, you know, my skills are, are probably my people's skills. And, and <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the that's the big thing about it. I, I, when I, I had a ALM do the same thing where watch me deal with people and deal with the general public and go, oh, 
you do it special or different than anyone else. Usually people are shy and stuff, and you have that ability too, where you can just keep it breezy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not come off threatening. Unless you have. To. <laughs> um, so the, one of the reasons with the locations, locations, locations is like there's there's this, there's three different perspectives really. So there's the perspective of the production. There's the perspective of the municipality, and there's the viewpoint of like the neighborhood, which is split into two: the one where they're filming and the and the people surrounding it, and. There's in Vancouver recently. There was I th- there was something on the news about about um, some businesses and an area that felt that they weren't necessarily compensated to the degree that they felt they should have been. Okay. And contrary to the you know voices that were on the news, a lot of the businesses around there kind of like it because. You know, sometimes they pick their store and sometimes they pick their store. So it's a, a source of income for everybody. Yeah. And if everyone works together with their, you know, neighbors, then if it is film friendly, you can have your restrictions in place. And also it'd be a way that everyone can eventually get, you know, paid or whatever. And it's some business owners will say, it's tough. It's tough having your own small business, right? But some will say, oh, well, I lost this much money um, because you guys were outside. And usually productions retort to that. It's like, okay, well, we'll give you a loss of compensation, a business loss. So for that day, for the past two or three weeks, you have to show your books from your accounting to show right. what you what your average is over the, that day in the past three weeks. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then <laughs> what your profit on top of that, they will give you. But you have your overhead and stuff anyway. So oftentimes people are apprehensive about opening up their books. I mean, you don't need to be in. There's no reason any production would ever, you know, want to ruin their reputation by giving up any information it's like they just need it to say okay we'll give it to you but you need to show us how much it was no i know because a lot of people uh not a lot of people but i have dealt with a couple of business in the past where there's people like oh i make uh 1500 a day and you're like oh do you okay well and they say show me the books and they're like well i can't get them to you right now <laughs> whatever you know and and if then- you sell 1500 a day <laughs> Then that doesn't necessarily mean that's what your profit is either no and that's also the profit thing so like- but it's but it's it can get annoying for sure having film vehicles around a lot um generators running and um they're 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 fairly good at making sure it's they're not parking and blowing in some you know nursery's <laughs> window or something and they have extremely the high tech generators that are, are very quiet and, and very low emission generators right well, nowadays so, it's getting yeah nice. uh, but it's um I don't know. I, I, I see the ability for small business owners working together in an area that film likes in a way that will end up making them all more money, you know, as opposed to, you know, we need a thousand dollars because you're parking in front of us. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like, do you want to make a thousand dollars twice? Or do you want to make like maybe five, ten times and potentially ten grand or twenty or forty grand another time? Right. Don't be so greedy because this isn't the only time. That's a lot of people have this idea where there's one time they're ever going to be here and that's it. So I may as well, well get and as it, much as I can. Yeah. And if, if, if everybody does do that and they do try and get as much as they can, then it makes it a non-starter and other productions will, you know. Just, just not go there. Which, oh yeah, which I understand, but it's like there's, there's so many, there's so many shows that have such a massive following yeah. that if your store is in there, randomly one day a tour bus may come with a whole three tour buses full of people, yeah, to have pictures and selfies outside your storefront because some. Uh, Famous actor had ice cream in a scene in a television show or something there. You know, it's, it's so. Or you never know if, if the show takes off mm-hmm. 
and you have a show and you have a store that's been shown in the thing, it could be once a week. It could be once a yeah, month. You can't, once you a week. can't get recurring. And then, you know, that that gets annoying as well. Right. Um, well, for example, Fort Langley, the t- little town there. Oh, they have so much filming. And But they've actually curbed it because they've redeveloped a, a number of the buildings there. And there are a lot more people there, especially in the summertime. And on season, it's not it's not feasible for it to continually happen and closing down the streets and stuff. It gets, so they've actually um, kind of didn't cease and desist for a while right in the core there. Wow. Yeah, because that cease and desist in the core, like by the, the city hall there? By the beautiful small town location. Yeah, that yep. was where I filmed... I did background and PA many times, and they said, oh, yeah, there's something here every week forever. Yeah. Forever. And every yeah. time you go to that town, there's always some sort of production. And they, they've just, they've kind of had enough. But they built up. The buildings look great. If you get a chance to go down to see it, any anyone out there? Have you ever been to Fort Langley? It's looking good. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great these days. a nice look, little townish looking, and... Little boutique buildings, mom pa stores and stuff. It's cool. If you haven't panned for gold in the fort, then you're really missing out. You should, you know, put on the old red wool jackets and sit there like you're signing something. They used to have the ferry that go from there too, and now it's yeah. now and now it's the Golden Ears Bridge. Yeah. But it used to be a ferry that everyone go into. Mm. So when they cut that off, it stopped the traffic coming through town, but it didn't stop the film, obviously. <laughs> no, no, it sure didn't. They were like, okay, bye. Um, so, and then from, let's look at the perspective from, say, a homeowner that's having something filmed or a business owner that's having them. Now, again, the same thing is you want to make $10,000, $20,000, $40,000 once, or do you want to make that amount multiple times and you be the one that decides to distribute it? to the other businesses because there's nothing there's nothing stopping businesses that or homes that do well to shell out of their own pocket to their neighbors and you know that's obviously a personal choice it is but uh, if you get along with your neighbors it's a good idea yeah and it, it's you know say if you meet 10 grand and you, you get six Maybe you just threw a big barbecue for everyone, or, or something. Doesn't or have some... to be money. Why don't you just like send a baskets of whatever flowers and donuts? <laughs> you know, every you know, some sort of gesture, some sort of gift, just to show you're grateful, and and you know, things like that can be a catalyst for people getting to know their neighbors. Because I I remember scouting a neighborhood where they a lot of people had just kind of moved in, and they didn't know each other. And the next thing you know, I kind of introducing the people to their neighbors <laughs> That's so while funny. we're filming there. And it actually got people like they were they were like into the filming. And <laughs> you are the grease for those wheels. <laughs> it was great. It was really great. I felt I yeah, I feel I feel privileged to be able to like, you know, Rich, here's you the name. Oh, yeah. I don't even live here. What? what? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's important if you. Because there is a, there is a lot of film here. There is a lot of money to be spread around, and if people are are gracious about it, and are you know, different productions have different attitudes as well, right? Sometimes I've had to go do damage control because you know people were trampling over someone's pansies. It's like, what are you doing? Oh yeah, why are you trampling on the neighbor's pansies, guys? Guys, 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 guys. Yeah, yeah. Go down to Home Depot, get her a new pansy gift certificate or something like that. Well, it's also the crews and the shows. I've, I've had times where they're like, make sure we just bought this uh, hot tub cover. Make sure no one touches it. It's brand new. It costs us a thousand bucks. This is like really nice. It's insulated, whatever. And then I'm doing prep. I, I leave for a second. I go back and there is a like, grip or someone standing on it and it snapped it. And I was like. And there's signs all over it. There's flagging tape. There's stuff. But some people don't just don't care. They just go in and whatever. Do we own it? They said to me, do we own it? We don't own it. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? This is someone's house or whatever. Yeah, and that, but that can also come down to stress as well. That too, people I know. have mortgages. And but they have like kids, I say, it's a show. And they don't, some have, shows and they have... don't have sleep. Yeah. It's, it's when, when it gets busy, I think the thing is that a lot of people haven't necessarily done other people's jobs. 
nor have they been introduced to their fellow crew members. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, Mike, Dan, Dan, right. Because there's a respect thing there, too. If you don't know someone, it's easy to. Well, they're a stranger and you don't talk to strangers. Remember? <laughs> exactly. Really? Well, it depends, as soon it depends as you say on the hi show, and you know them, it's like you're not a stranger. So, yeah, I, I, I'd say just introducing everyone, introducing the neighborhood. But back to it. If if you are the, someone who has had filming at your place, then um, great. Hopefully it went well. Um, I would say, i say the best advice I could ever give someone that is having filming at their place of work or business or wherever There's a lot of people involved in dressing it, undressing it, filming, leaving. And a lot of those people, again, like we were saying, they're busy. They have mortgages. They have, you know, kids. Oh, yeah, they, they don't have, have time a, they for don't, you. They don't have sleep. No, but it's not that they don't have time for you. It's just some the more people involved in something, it can sort of, little things get lost. So what you do, the best thing for you to do is photograph your entire house. Photograph everything. That's right. Because they will put it back exactly the way they can, but it's not, if they don't have that guidance, then it can be challenging, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, where was that thing? Or I don't know. Is this ours? I don't know. Well, so, that's on both sides. That's production. If you want, or uh, like you're doing independence, you should take pictures of everything. Make sure it's exact because yeah. of that. Because I've had many times where come, someone comes back and says, oh, this was, uh, wasn't broken. You broke this. And it was like, uh, no, I have a picture right here that it was broken before we even did it. And they're like, oh. There was not a big gash on my floor here before. Like, Yeah. And it, but, but if you're the owner, you can say if it, if it wasn't there, then you have a picture of it wasn't there as well. So, yeah, just, doc, just Protect document yourself. Everything. Cover your butt. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not... I remember someone got really upset because they thought someone had stolen her lamp and it was set deck had just gotten confused. They were just confused and they didn't realize it was it was their lamp. But it was it was an important lamp to her, needless to say. But she got it back and was like, okay, that's someone took my lamp. Yeah, that It was actually a pretty well. cool lamp when I saw it, but, you know, I don't know. It's her aunties or something. Maybe, maybe that's why they grabbed it because it was like uh, so fancy that they thought, oh, oh, this must be ours. Yeah, because a lot of stuff they bring in is really fancy and really kind of doesn't fit the backdrop kind of thing. Yeah, sometimes it's more schmancy. <laughs> um, so what did we cover? <laughs> we covered uh, from um, the neighbors, just, just if, if your neighbors this... and and covering your butt and um, yeah, being a homeowner or a store owner what you should do as far as appeasing your neighbors and making it so we can all communally make money yeah because it's 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 like i am i wouldn't say torn i'm fairly good at communicating with people who you know there may be filming here if i'm scouting a place i don't tell them we're filming there unless i was like unless they've given you paperwork just just try and forget about it we might we might not don't go making plans with anything it's like they they always have to find there's always other irons in the fire until one's sort of actually fired really right and so i always it's not downplaying it's being realistic like my job's to go here guys here's 10 houses or whatever and like no don't like them. go find me 10 more houses rich i'm like okay here i go go yeah. find me 10 more houses and then i go don't like this houses rich go find us 10 more houses i'll be like i'll go find you 20 more houses how about 10 more tomorrow and then 10 more the next day and sometimes they just go back to the first one that you showed them <laughs> <laughs> well you never know and you who d- makes that decision is that no, the art director I, honestly, or is that I've, the, learned, uh... I've learned not to make any decisions in my mind for production when I'm looking for things, I'm looking for the the best description that they've given me in my perception and things that could be a little but bit. But it's not up to the location manager to make that decision. That's the art director and uh, and producers. Like, who do you production show this? The, the production designer. The d- production designer the is director. who you answer to? It's, it's, like, he's it's, the one who says, 10 more houses, Rich. Yeah, and I mean, but it depends. Different shows and... and, and different people have different influences certain directors have more influence certain people can 
have worked together before. So the production designer will be like, we're going to, these are the ones we're going to show him when he gets here and they'll be fine for him or her. So, um, it's, 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 it's a multifaceted thing and it might come down to the first AD being like, no, there's no, this is logistically, I see. Uh, we're not going to do it here or, and then they'll, or they'll just cut a scene sometimes. because So, it so just... for all these people to say yes, it's quite an endeavor. It's like, it's uh, for everyone to agree. Well, I guess it depends on the show though. It depends on the show. Because some on shows, it'll be, it'll be two team. people say yes, that's perfect. Or sometimes there's 10 people going, no. Or sometimes 10 people will say yes. And one person will be like, no. And that's it. Because you didn't, you showed them before lunch. <laughs> don't show them, don't show anyone anything before lunch. Okay. So food don't is do a big it. thing. Oh no, there was a study done. Here's the, here's the example. Here's the example. And I don't have the exact percentages, but we're just going to sort of make it up and give you an idea of what I remember about it. It was uh, in the U.S. Um, um, parole system. Like the courts, there's hearings for someone applying to get out on parole. And and it's like if you went between first thing in the morning and, say, 10.30, your chances of getting parole were maybe about 30%-ish. That was the rate. And then, but the hour and a half... Two hours before lunch, I think it was maybe an hour and a half, maybe narrow the window. The percentage of people that were paroled was zero. Wow. So, because they have the times, then they have it throughout the whole system across the entire United States. And uh, then after lunch, your chances went up to something around 60%. Wow. That's like. That's just makes sense though. They have a, they all recorded and yeah, there you go. So I mean, I mean, there may be another element to the dynamic. It's like maybe the guys they like more, they don't give them up as early in the morning. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the scheduling is for putting it in there. But it was it was it was startling. It was immediately after people had eaten. Well, it they makes were sense. just way more. Yeah, it also makes sense that it shows how little your sort of free will with that thing is because it's the things in your guts. That's just that it. Are, Everyone thinks it's just your brain. Yeah. But your ideas come your from your gut brain. Yeah. Is where your hormones come from. They'll be like, here, send him this hormone. <laughs> I'm not happy. Yeah. Okay, it's working. He'll get us food soon. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's wild to think of because there's so many times where I have been snippy or, or short with my wife uh, when we're shopping or something is because I'm hungry. Yeah. Because we're there for food and whatever. I'm like, eh, let me get home and eat. And I'm like... Oh, I feel calm or calm. Okay, now. Imagine if you are a director. Top of your game. Pressure like you wouldn't believe. And catering fucked up your breakfast, eh? And now you haven't eaten? Someone's someone showing you the stupid location by some what what tall, silly redheaded guy? <laughs> Fuck that location. Fuck him. And then after lunch, it's like, hey, what about that one you guys showed me? That guy showed me uh, before, before lunch. lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I like I it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But that, that, that yeah. So uh, human behavior comes into play when it comes to that, because like it's almost like in uh, above a certain pay grade, right? Or mm-hmm. above a certain uh, job title. Once you get into uh, um, even above a uh, first AD, as soon as you get to director, producers, art director, uh, people that are at the top of the of the making the production, mm-hmm. uh, you can experience. I have anyway, egos like celebrities, and in the industry they are almost referred to or treated like a celebrity. He likes his coffee with only so much cream, so you don't make piss him off, kind of thing. I want seven raisins on <laughs> <Yeah>. my. <laughs> and you're like, you're tub. not Sonny Bono, or you're not whoever famous. But at the same time. They're not there to be friends with anyone. They're there right. to make the production money. They say it's it's uh, showbiz, not show friends. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like the people who are on top of their game are machines and and can do it really well. It's not it's not illegal to be a jerk. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of people that are kind of jerks that are very successful and like I think I. I th- 
I'm saying like a lot today. I feel really embarrassed. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, good for them because some people aren't nice, but they're machines and they get, right. they, they, they do their job and they're not there to pay to be nice. Well, actually, you know? I mean, I am because that's my position, but some people aren't there to paid to be nice and they do a, a great job and it's not, you know, people have things going on and you don't have sleep, you have mortgages, you have kids, you're not there to make friends, you're there to make money. So it's important that that's understood and if and you screw up, you're going to be you're going to be gone. So that your number one priority is to be as excellent as your boss expects or yeah. better. And it's 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 shifting. There's an old guard sort of switching to a, a you know a much more much less uh, aggressive, like rigid dynamic. You know, and people are realizing that I don't want to. It's not legal to be a jerk, but I don't want to spend sixteen hours a day with them. So there is a there is an guard that's changing into from a less sort of aggressive militant dominating structure to something that's because the a teams are bringing people with them that work well together that are cool and they can trust and it's so valuable and it's 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 really it's really getting to the point where crews and crews and especially big shows and high-end shows people are getting along better and being kinder like, well oh. also the, the the um the change of the guard i think comes with the amount of content because i remember when we first started sure there was a lot of content and the internet was going and stuff and youtube had just started and uh, um mm -hmm. it was uh, uh becoming like youtube became public television for anybody you could just mm -hmm. promote yourself all over the world but then when streaming started happening netflix and uh, amazon prime and all these other big ones and everyone now is like competing to do their own streaming, the endless amount of content is getting so huge that you have no choice but to be nice to uh, um, um, stay with the team that you want. Kind of Like, if you go in and you're really nice, you'll <laughs> find the nice people kind of thing. And you yeah, weeded you'll out. find each other. There's and... some t shows, I'm sure, where everyone's a jerk because they all just end up there. <laughs> yeah, but it's, so, you know, good for them. Maybe they like being Yeah, a jerk. exactly. That's cool. Well, yeah. Not necessarily, but well, those don't work there. In yeah. theory, whatever works, you know, <laughs> as long as you show up on time. Yeah, I've gone to shows where there are sweetheart shows. Go in there, everybody is nicer than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and you're one of the nicest people I know. And and I'm talking extremely <laughs> caring, trusting. You know, just and and I'd like to think of myself as kind, not necessarily nice. <laughs> okay. Well, not always nice. <laughs> but you got my point. Yes. That you've been on shows like that where everybody is extremely like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was I, th I mean, I was fortunate enough that I think my first show was kind of like that. Just everybody was really nice. Or up in Squamish. And, you know, everybody's really friendly. <laughs> and then I went to another couple of shows and I was like, whoa, this is kind of like intense. <laughs> it's kind of militant. Like, okay, I'm your commander. <laughs> yeah. I'm your commander. You're under my command. Yes. Drop and give me 20. Commander. Can I do 10? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to do 20 push-ups right now. <laughs> no. it, but that's so that's so great. Uh when you, the the dynamic between different shows I've I've experienced so many times. I worked on one for two years and I was like, oh my god, this is militant, this is hardcore, but you know, you're doing a good job. And then you go to another show and it's so different. Like what? <laughs> Mm -mm. Like the people you work with, I can pause it if you want. You're doing twenty push-ups. <laughs> I was kidding, Rich. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> he's hammering them out. That's hilarious. Um, going to a show where everyone's super sweet, but coming from a really hardcore show and realizing that it's something that exists you're like don't even know there you go jesus <laughs> now that was very kind well this <laughs> comfortable coach you've had me on all shows pretty comfy so i said get up get some <laughs> um locations 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 <laughs> so 
you know, be quiet, be kind, rewind, obviously. <laughs> um, I don't think, I think it's important for people not to be greedy, either the production, the crew, the neighbors, you know, the homeowners. And the easier you can make filming, excuse me, pardon me, the easier it can be for everyone. And I mean, most people have a TV, so. Oh, yeah, no, no, like today celebrity is almost the number one thing amongst society. It's unbelievable how many people are enamored and just fascinated by film. Like you go to certain neighborhoods and do some stuff. It, it, some people are just out of their mind. You must get it all the time too. When people come to you because you're a scout and you talk about it, whatever. And then they want to know about stars. They want to know about famous people. They want to know about, Oh, well, you, you know, you know, this person, you know, that person. Yeah. And it's, and sometimes it's challenging because people ask, if I can get them autographs or something for, you know, that they've come by the house and sometimes one of the actors will be one of the producers or one of the directors for the episode or something. And it's, it's really not my place to do right. that. Right. Like, so you say, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> no, no. Or you say, no, it's not my I place. Share with I, them, I'm, I said, unfortunately, it's really not my place to like, you know, approach actors and things like that. I can pass a request on to production and see if they're interested, but, um, it would it would be neat if if actors on a show were just pre-signed a whole stack because it would be so much easier and, and and some of them don't have time and you know well the show you're on do they do that I when I when I uh, uh, would go around they'd give me a stack out of my car of all signed pictures really yeah and that and that was for that kind of very thing because there's so many people you approach and they're like oh my daughter's a big fan of the show and you know if you can get me anything oh hold on you just give them a photograph signed they they're over the moon I, they don't give me those <laughs> well you you ask go it into the really, location would, office and ask i'm telling you they do they print them out sure, okay they're probably older pictures and they look the guys but they're look printed younger. but still it's fine oh yeah um yeah because it's it's just where you can be grateful and, and spread it around, you know. If you have a successful shoot at your show, throw a barbecue for the neighborhood. Yeah. Tell the city everything went well. If there's a municipality that... Sometimes people want to film in their house, but the municipality doesn't allow filming there because there's maybe two neighbors on the block that are extremely vocal right. to the city. And if you if you could if you're at the point where you could go and get all of your neighbors in the neighborhood except for the ones who don't like it to do a little petition and and show them that like no this this neighborhood does support filming obviously not too frequently obviously for not extended periods of time necessarily but the more you the more film friendly you make it the more everyone's going to end up seeing their house on TV Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, is there a scout? I need houses. Anyone has a house? Good. They have a neighborhood. Yeah. As long as the rooms aren't too small, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't look like it's in Vancouver. (laughs) Well, um, is there is there people that are like, um, say Langley people or Richmond people or Surrey people that you would call if you're on a show and they're saying, okay, well, we want to get, we're going to be filming here, get a house that's near this one area. Yeah. Is there certain people you would call and say, hey, help me out kind of thing? And you guys help each other out? For... Um, no, I mean, I, I I know a fair amount of houses. And there's usually shows now already have pre-existing files. And if it's not in their library, you go find it in yours. And my database is growing. And I mean, there now it's getting to the point where there's coordinators, location coordinators. So they will be the ones that are looking on Creative VC, or they'll be the ones, you know, that are pulling up files that you already have. Right. I'm the like rich. I need a house tomorrow that looks like this. Yeah. <laughs> I just laugh. I go, okay, let's let's do it. Let's find it. You know, and then you find it, and then they end up picking the first one you showed them fifty houses ago. <laughs> That is that that's almost maddening, I guess, in certain situations. No, it's fantastic. You it's, do all kinds of work, and they're like, you know, all that work you did, yeah, we're not using it. <laughs> like what? If you're getting paid, though, then what? I guess. 
Well, and it's it's great. You know me. I love talking to strangers. Yeah, it's not hard to do. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, what about driving? Are you you're all over the place too? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I am. I they'll focus in one area for one thing because with its with TV shows being episodic, you need to cluster your locations if you can, right? To keep them close together. But sometimes it'll change. It's like okay, we're looking over in Langley. Okay, that's been rewritten. Some of the actors don't want to go that far. So we're going to see if we can find it in Richmond. Right. And that's cool. Someone was like, can you believe that that actor doesn't want to drive that far? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can. Because they can decide that. Because yeah. they're valuable. So, again, if it's you find it shocking, but you're flying, you're not, you're not even in your home city. And you're like, yeah. I love Langley. It's a beautiful place. But someone's like, why are you going all the way to Langley? Because we're looking for something that doesn't look like Vancouver, sir. We're looking for a farm. We're looking yeah. for yeah, a specific look. Yeah. Find it in Richmond, Rich. Okay, <laughs> well, Richmond has my name in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a time, actually, uh, um, we would had to, uh, I was on the show, we had to get permission because this other show uh, used Steveston exclusively and it was their town and yeah we had to get permission from them in order to film there yeah. and then go through all the channels but they were like had a hand in what we could use and couldn't use mm-hmm. which is wild to think but, but that happens i guess you own a town and then you what talk to the municipality and and how do you own a town how does it become your show's town i think you put a hold on it and then you communicate with the municipality because they're not they're not going to necessarily allow you to film on one place for too long maybe they will depends on what time of year it is it depends depends on the money it depends (laughs) on the seasonal place because i would i would go so far to presume that it wasn't directly through the entire mid-summer tourist part that they had rented out that right what time of year was it uh this would have been the uh, it would have been September ish. Yeah, so it would, we would have been rolling for because a lot of them are what, J- July is when they start, and by the time the fall rolls around, yeah, it was a fall time thing. There's so. a, there's there's just a, there's just a lot of a lot of things involved in it, right? And then they go till like what three weeks before Christmas, and then come back the first week of January till April. Mm-hmm. Most shows that are big that are twenty episodes or better. Twenty episodes. <laughs> 20 episodes that apple the apple show i was on recently was eight yeah a lot of them are now six eight 13 at I've seen... 20 million dollars an episode oh, jesus jesus i can't insanity. wait to see this yeah because it better be it good, better be good. <laughs> <laughs> It was all right. I was like, but I want I wanted to be twenty million dollars good, you know. Well, uh, the show, the, one of the shows I was on, I found out the budget for the year was two hundred million, but that was twenty three episodes. So can you imagine eight episodes that are one hundred and sixty million. Like, whoa, that's insanity. But there must be a lot of stars in it. There must be a lot of uh, um, really expensive, oh, fancy things in it. Yeah, right? obviously, the costumes were handmade, and like you know, they. I don't know. Started growing their hair for it six months beforehand or something, and it's training pretty, with pretty, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it it was like a movie, but it is eight it parts. Is. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Wow. But we'll, we'll see. But I want to see it. I want to see it. Okay, I just need to make sure we're staying on topic here, Michael. Locations, locations, locations. Yeah. So from the production's point of view, you just want it to be easy. Say okay. Say say this. Say, hey, yeah, it'd be neat if someone filmed in my building. Or something, or neighborhood. Prior, how about prior to that happening, and someone like me coming and saying, "Oh, hi, would you be interested?" You could have a conversation first with your neighborhood, like, "Hey guys, have you ever had filming here?" Or, "Hey guys, do you think we could film here?" Right. Because sometimes the strata 
meetings are every second Thursday of the month. Yeah, no. So getting an answer is I can't I can't tell a producer. Oh, sorry, sir, I have to wait till the second. Um, you will t- you tell you tell them you tell them what the process is, but it's quite quite often it's a li- it takes longer to get an okay than will make your place even feasible to film at. So if you have an apartment building that you think would be cool to film in, you know your neighbors well, or you're willing to open up a discussion with them about filming, then approach your strata or your neighbors and already have it in place as to what some of your decisions would be. Because if someone comes and says, hey, do you mind if we pay your strata fees for six months? Yeah. People would be like, yes, sweet, do it. But you need to already have it in place to be like, yes, we're willing to entertain filming. So you could just walk right in and do it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Jim and number 20 and Sally and number 307, where the strata council leaders are in concurrence representing them on, you know, their opinion for filming. Oh, yeah. No, if you if you have everything ready, like you must do that also besides just doing it for a job like you're not you don't just go there and say hey i need 10 houses so you go look for them is is there sometimes that you go and and look at houses and or people approach you say and say hey i'd like to use my f- house for filming can you come take pictures put me on your roster and then maybe by chance if you're working in a production yeah. you might have the have right in your yeah. phone yeah. and you can pull up pictures and go bump did that the other day there you go and i never know what i'm being looking for next script might come like quaint house right abandoned factory you know, dog park, whatever. Do you look at places when you go by and this is for lease and you know it's empty? And, and you yeah. like give them a call and be like, oh. Well, that that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Do you know why? Because then you're asking a property manager or, or a leasing agent to not only give you the contact for the owner to pay the owner which may not pay that leasing agent or property manager so there might not be anything a in it for them and then they b, have no motive, yeah. b they're trying to lease it there's their job just is to lease it not to have some film crew there interrupting them leasing it so it comes down to how well you know your leasing agent or your property manager because some property managers leasing agents would say no and they will tell you they're not the owner's not interested, right? And sometimes the owner is interested. So the way that I have dealt with that is by always going because I can go to the, I can go to the land title survey authority right away and I can find out who owns that property. Ah. I can go there and I can do that. But you sidestep the no, but I don't want to do that because that's not fair to someone who is involved in it. And maybe he has someone looking at it the other day that he hasn't told the owner because the owner's away. So, out of respect for them, I will definitely make them my first attempt at contact, right? Out of respect for that's their they have a billboard on it with their name on it. So, you know, I don't need circumventing them is a little rude. It's like, dude, you drove past my name with a phone number on it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what that's for. So I will approach them and I'll speak with them and I would say I would say um hi it's Richard Tickner calling today blah 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 blah. I'm with a show and there's an opportunity for some sort of short-term lease to our production as they would are interested in filming there and prior going to the land title survey authority to find out who the owner was I saw your name on there and I thought I would like give you the opportunity to give your client this proposal to see if they're interested in making money from our production because then it allows it gives them it gives them you know the respect that they can bring it to their clients because it might be like oh thanks man Harry good idea and then they give him you know a gratuity out of it which is you know should they should do right some don't some owners be like hey thanks man thanks for giving that guy my <laughs> thanks phone for number 10 grand yeah, yeah yeah and then you know send him a bottle of wine or right. a bottle of wine or a non-alcoholic beverage. Of... <laughs> right. So, so, so what are your suggestions then is if you have a property for sale and you're having a hard time selling it, 
tell your property manager that you're interested in that filming. That you would be open to the possibility I, of filming that. So make sure they're aware of this before yeah. pre. If you can, if you can tell them that ahead of time. They're like, hey, if someone wants to film here, cool. Because sometimes markets will go up and down. And if they can have something pay their property tax. They might keep w- it for filming. Yeah. But then again, if that's your neighborhood, make sure you, especially if you don't live there and you have a thing like, Communicate with your neighbors. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. Send them gift baskets or some sort of way that you can make sure that everybody had a good experience or that they want them back. Because if you're wanted back, it means it was a good experience. And there's no lack of content needed. There's no lack of television shows that are going to be around. So the better you can make it for everyone as a production, as an owner, and as a neighbor, then the better it would be for everybody. If you have a TV, then you support. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If arts. you watch TV, that's it. Then you do support the arts. Yeah. So um, uh, uh, if, it's if you a, want your neighborhood to film, find out the process, find out what it takes mm-hmm. and see if, because some, some neighborhoods you can't film. There's just no way. That's why there's no been no filming here. We have said. But that may also be only because of a couple of neighbors. Right. We're the most vocal, and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I know. And it. if no one says anything, but if everyone else says, you know what, we we are all into it, right? So ten versus the, two or whatever. Then a municipality will listen to you because they do, do take numbers and voting, and you know. So, yeah, I think just open lines of communication are the most important for everybody doing well with that. Really, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why, because yeah, I think a lot of people are interested in having their place. I especially or just um, seeing the process they see all these trucks everywhere and what's like what's going on and if you see it from a distance there's nothing going on like are those people just standing around and all of a sudden they're moving quickly like what's what's going on so when you do get to see it it's like listen you're excuse me ma'am you're gonna have to like go into your window i said okay sure it's like just look through the blinds or like can we come around the side if your neighbors you know different crews have different attitudes but it's neat seeing it it in is a, and action. the amount of time and the amount of people and the amount of technicians and skills and courses and training Unreal. and unions involved in getting, you know, things to look. Oh, when the crew shows up, it's no joke. You you watch, you watch 120, 200 people all work in unison and together. Like I say, like an ant population or something like it's, it's really wild, especially at rap when they call rap and we're done for the day. <laughs> It is unbelievable. You see these it's groups like really of people tidy just, locusts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wrap it up, wrap it up, yeah. wrap it up. They almost like create also uh, things in their truck to make it easy to wrap it up. That's the other thing. They, they make little compartments. They make little things. Well, if I make this, I could just slide it in and I'm done or whatever. And, uh, and then people realize how quickly it's like, oh, this seems like a lot of stuff built up here. And then someone, someone called rap and all of a sudden shortly afterwards, gone. the trucks are leaving and there's nothing else there other than there's nothing there anymore. There's no people. There's no garbage. They're getting better. I mean, yeah, there's they're so good at leaving without a trace. I've done really nice neighborhoods too, where they're like a cul-de-sac we have. We're filming at one house, and uh, they know they're taking over this cul-de-sac. So they said, go around to all the neighbors in the cul-de-sac and give them a hundred dollar gift uh, card to wherever, or a, like a maybe a Visa gift card or something, and. Uh, and tell them what's going on, and, and we're going to be taking this over for two yeah, days. It's and... just like, here, have it, excuse the inconvenience. Here, have a yeah, nice dinner on us. Exactly. And some shows don't do necessarily gift cards anymore. They'll do proximity agreements so people can you know, park closer to them or, or, right. or you know, utilize their property in some way. Or we'll have their cars parked in our crew park. Mm-hmm. And then we have transport drive them back home kind of thing. And if you can... if. If you're cool about it and aren't too pushy and you do see something that seems a little bit more impactful than you had initially been spoken to about, then ask to speak to a location manager and ask them politely, like, hey, man, like, I don't mind you doing this, but um, this might like, be a little bit more impact than we had initially anticipated. And make sure that it actually is because, I, I don't know, there's just, you don't go, you're parked in front of my house. I need $800. Like what? Right. It's, 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 
your diesel generator is drowning out the sound of the television that I'm watching. <laughs> Do you yeah. watch our show? Yeah, actually, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I still want $800 and you move your stupid generator. Yeah. People are like that. They should move the generator, but the $800 seems a little excessive. But whatever. I was in a neighborhood one time and this old guy came out with an axe. <laughs> he came out with this axe. And you're like, how much? Yeah, no. And he's he's walking towards the generator. He's like, he's been here for three days and he was losing his oh, mind. Oh. And uh, we've done everything to appease him as far as the crew goes, but uh, he wasn't having any of it. I was like, uh, how much are you selling us that axe for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll give you a thousand bucks if you give us that axe. And I've also done neighborhoods too where uh, a guy comes out and mows his lawn while they're filming, while they're rolling, and they're like, Hey, get rid of that guy. You can't mow his lawn. We're, we're rolling. It's going to be too noisy. So I go over there and talk to him and I give him a hundred bucks. And he's like, oh, it goes in the house. Then all the neighbors come out and they start mowing their lawns because you gave that guy a hundred bucks. So everybody yeah. and wants then, And then it seems like, oh, that was great. And then they'll never do it there again. Right. So that's another uh, thing about being greedy in neighborhoods um, and, and making demands or doing things in order to screw it up. In assess order the impact money. and assess whether there is actual impact. And then... Find the fine line between it being profitable yet for you, yet not impactful. Because if, you, if you're not home all day and they filmed while you're gone, I don't know. I, 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 I understand that people perceive production as having a lot of money, and some shows do, and a lot of shows don't. Right. And things go faster than you think. So it's... Uh, yeah, I think communication yeah. is really also, my, the only thing I can suggest with this whole thing. It's like whatever your opinions are, your opinions. But if you can communicate and, and make these things easy for everyone involved, all three sides of those locations, 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 then that's um, going to benefit everyone and perpetuate the industry. You know? Well, I've done lots of independence too and didn't have a big budget, didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And people are so friendly and so nice about it. You go in and say, hey, I can only give you $100 and for two days or something. And, and they're like, okay, where are you going to park all your trucks? They're like, actually, we only have one truck. They're yeah. like, oh, you. Yeah. Get in they here, kiddo. I know. One, one truck. One little generator. That we were, <laughs> yeah, like. That little red one that I took. I have one of those for camping. Yeah. That's our Jenny. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, people will be friendly, yeah. and oh, yeah. the more you also let independence film in your neighborhood mm-hmm. or your business, that will uh, draw up. Because these people who do independent films also work usually in the professional industry, and they would suggest to scout friends they have, and you could probably get a real show, like a professional show in there, that pays you real money. Yeah. Because some of these businesses can make a lot per, per times. I, I remember running out checks. Sometimes the biggest one I've ever seen that I ran out was, uh, was $106,000 and it was a week at this place that we filmed or whatever. And, uh, it was really invasive of course, of the place. You're not going to pay that kind of money, but, uh, that was the, like, I'm thinking, Oh my God. For- uh, it was in Shaughnessy or something like a crazy high end home or mansion. Or something? No, it was, uh, uh, the, the cat paper mill. Uh, and they had uh, liaisons there, and they had, yeah. and they took it over for a week of, I think, of prep, and then a week of filming. Yeah, and, and, industrial, and it was a big industrial. Yeah, and this place is humongous. Yeah. It's not like a home, yeah. you know. It's an abandoned warehouse, and essentially, but massive, different things right on the water. It has a really good backdrop and stuff. So, um, big places like that that are abandoned could make money too. If you own any sort of property that's not being used, you have a chance. Of course. I mean, it's like you you can just make, you can have productions pay your property tax because they come in with their own insurance. If some places are not suitable workplaces, hey, probably film there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because that place might not be deemed suitable for what it was intended to do. But if people aren't using that, they're just, it's a backdrop where actors are standing around doing their make believe filming, then great. The property tax thing is is crazy. It's 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 crazy. As soon as things get rezoned, as soon as there's a factory and it's a lot that someone was sitting on, and a tower goes up within that kilometer, it's like, oh yeah, you're yeah. That looks like you're assessed that uh, <laughs> your property taxes are looking at about oh thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a month now on my rust pile. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, then it has to change and. And when, when, have when, something uh, else to afford it, really. 
when you deal with anything like parks or anything that is uh, um, the municipality owns it kind of thing, it's a, it's a public space. Um, that is just handled by the production. There, the, no scouts have anything to do with that. Mm, you can't. You, you go to a park. I, I well, I'm wondering. It depends like, on. It depends on who. It depends on who it is. And with certain municipalities, you don't even talk to parks until you've spoken to them first. Okay. And then certain places be like, well, talk to parks before you talk to us because we can't say yes and they yes, they do. There's different di- relationships and different dynamics and different municipalities and how they work it out. And different teams have different strategies and how to communicate with them. Um, some people I know personally, or have just spoken with them, and we have a really good rapport. So I'll just phone them. I see. Yeah, I'll just phone them directly, and then they'll be like, "Oh, well, that's not my call. You need to phone so and so." They'll text me their number. I'm, you know, I, cr- I communicate reasonably well. And there's certain people that is supposed to. There will be others that will follow up with the email chain through the proper channels but sometimes people just want a phone call and be like yeah yeah sure yeah cool those dates are fine talk to parks so when and also when you deal with those people who are liaisons or actual parks or whoever and you get to know them and you have it in your phone mm-hmm. it's so much easier just to call and go oh yeah. hey yeah i know yeah i know virginia <laughs> i know all these people that's sweet yeah hmm. well how are you doing for time? Have I been rambling? This is this was a little bit more focused than last time. Than my, like, it was. We we, we actually focused on uh, uh, the actual location. locations. Okay. Locations, locations. I love it. It's going to be the locations uh, episode. Great. That's what I'll call it. Okay, and cool. uh, to me, it's it's a, a fascinating thing because um, it's also different in part, different parts of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Locations is a different thing in say L.A. or in Georgia or in all these different places have different rules. Toronto, Montreal, right? Um, I have I have never scouted in any of those cities. I've only scouted in my local city in the Lower Mainland, and that's what you know how they do it here and how they uh, how yeah. it, how it works. But it's not exactly the same in other places. But it's not that different. I don't think that you would have a heart. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, no. I mean, I, my my asset is my ability to find the people who do know these areas. Right. You know, I, there's. Certain areas where you just don't go driving around by yourself and walking up driveways to knock on people's doors. So scouts some are... areas are not, that's not the best idea to do. Even out in places past um, Chilliwack and stuff, there's, there's some people want their privacy and they have farms and they don't want people there. So you don't go and do like random cold calling you'll leave something on the fence at the end of their driveway or my my tactic for approaching neighborhoods like that will be to go to see if i can find a central spot like a cafe or a city hall or you know somewhere some sort of elders of the town are hanging out and see if i can consult people that way maybe there's like a bulletin board or something because I, would, I don't want to be too invasive. And there was a, there was a scout that was in um, Mexico, I believe, who was scouting for, I think it was Narcos. And okay. He, and he got shot and killed. And they found oh him. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I then, guess and if you're going to the neighborhoods, you don't know. Right? You don't know. Yeah, there's some places that you're not invited. Right. And that's not your space to go and... It's also important not to, like I was saying with the property manager and things, just to not necessarily circumventing people and go through the social structure out of respect for finding out who's where. And, and, you know, if I'm really all up in a neighborhood, I will definitely make myself known. I'll, as soon as anyone looks at what's that guy driving past slow? I'm like, oh, hi there. I'm, I'm Richard. I'm location scouting. And, you know, give them a card or something. And quite often they'll end up being a, a resource, but making it known to you know the the community once you've had an old clear from a city sure you're cool to look around there for your dates then you can start talking to neighbors and things you don't necessarily also want to keep it private you don't want to tell people how much their neighbors are getting or if they are that's their business you know my suggestion is for them to take the honest and communicate with their neighbors if they had a problem with it and if you had your house filmed at 
check the temperature of your neighbors afterwards. Like, how was it? They're like, oh, cool. We'll take you guys out to dinner. And yeah. Know, or something. No, that, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah, be kind, rewind. <laughs> but thank you very much for having me, Mike. Uh, oh, yeah, no, thanks for coming back anytime. We'll tons have of productions. We're going to have more locations talks as time goes on, for sure. Cool. All right, take care, Rich. You too. Bye. I always love talking to Rich. It's so fun. Till next week, take care, and I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>